The Lifestylist, episode 196, featuring Luke Story. I'm Luke Story. For the past 22 years, I've been relentlessly committed to my deepest passion, designing the ultimate lifestyle based on the most powerful principles of spirituality, health, psychology, and personal development. The Lifestylist Podcast is a show dedicated to sharing my discoveries and the experts behind them with you. I've been studying not only the cause of modern disease, but also natural treatments for those diseases for over two decades. And after all of that research and everything that I've learned, one of the most important things that I've discovered is the fact that many of our diseases are caused by non-native blue light. That means exposing ourselves to alien light after dark. You know, we've evolved to only see firelight, moonlight, and starlight after dark, but when we invented the incandescent light bulb, which I'm sitting under right now and I'm so grateful for, we basically trashed our health. So if you're someone that cares about your health, it's really important that you start protecting yourself from blue light at night. And that means all the white light all around you. It's really easy to do that thanks to a company called Blue Blocks. If you go to blueblocks.com, that's B-L-U-B-L-O-X, you will find a variety of eyewear Much of it very attractive, also have prescription glasses, reading glasses, and just regular glasses that protect you from blue light. And these glasses they make block 100% of the light in the negative range. In other words, don't tell your brain that it's noon when it's midnight, guys. Really, really easy fix. And the health problems that result from this exposure to blue light are endless. I don't want to use the C word, and I'm not trying to like use scare tactics, but It's honestly just the reality of it. So many of our modern diseases come from exposure to this light at night. It really trashes your sleep and melatonin, neurotransmitters, hormones. It totally sucks. So get out in the sun as much as you can safely. Get natural light in your eyes. And then at night, protect your brain and your eyes from blue light using blue blocks. That's B-L-U-B-L-O-X, blueblocks.com. Here's the really good news. If you use the code LIFESTYLIST at checkout, you're going to save 15% off your protective blue blocking eyewear. It's time for our Friday bootleg broadcast bonus show. My name is Luke Story and I am back in black. I hit the sack. I've been too long. I'm glad to be back. Yes, I'm loose from a noose that's kept me hanging about. I've been looking at the sky because it's getting me high. Forget the hearse because I'll never die. I got nine lives, cat's eyes, abusing every one of them and running wild. And I really do have nine lives. You know why? Because I know how to biohack that shit and uh, keep it pushing. No, seriously, uh, this is a third and final talk recorded live at Neil Strauss's Society International Biohacking Intensive, uh, where I interviewed Neil Strauss, the episode that came out last week on conscious parenting. If you want to have kids or you have kids, you should definitely uh, rewind and go back to that episode. I also recorded a couple episodes with Jack Cruz at this event. And then, of course, as I said, three talks that I did on stage at Neil's event. And um, those have already come out, two of them rather, uh, as live bootleg shows in the past. So you can scroll back in the feed and you can find those. But this one's all about 
the ultimate morning routine? This is a question I get a lot from people. If you follow the show or follow me on Instagram at Luke Story, or you're a member of the Lifestylist Podcast Facebook group, and you get to watch me in my life, I do a lot of crazy shit to keep this thing on the rails. And um, in this particular talk, I talk about every single thing I do on a daily basis, everything I've tried. You know, there's a lot of different devices, supplements, and practices out there that claim to be effective in getting you up and running. And I've tried just about all of them over the past 22 years, but not all of them work. You know, some have benefits, but many don't. And so my goal in this live presentation was to leave the audience and now with you, the listener, with some really simple, practical, applicable tools and practices that will save you from wasting your time, energy, and money on stuff that doesn't work. So come join me in this show on a tour of everything that helps me sleep, wake up, energize, heal, think, focus, flow, meditate, travel, and live in this artificial world that we live in. Uh, It's a really fun topic for me because, man, I just, I geek out on this stuff, especially my morning routine. Anyone that knows me personally knows like, I'm going to take a good two hours in the morning to get it going. Now, you don't have to do that. You can cherry pick the most powerful practices. I'll give you a little hint, spoiler right now. Just watching the sunrise for the first 20 minutes it comes up will rock your freaking world and solve most of your problems. I learned that. I mean, I've been doing that for years, but I learned about why that works from Jack Cruz at this very event. Here's what I talk about in this live presentation, which of course is you know recorded in front of an audience. So it's not going to have the rich, illustrious soundscape that my usual interview-based episodes have. So keep that in mind. It's a cheesy little mic I'm wearing on my lapel. I'm running around. I'm moving. I'm kind of getting wild. There's an audience. So it's going to be a little different flow. Perhaps you could close your eyes and uh, pretend like you're there in the room with us and get that realness effect. What we talk about is my personal blankie, the biomat. As I sit here right now, my dog Cookie is uh, sitting on the biomat, getting all toasty as I freeze. <laughs> it's cold in LA right now. I know if you live in you know Finland or uh, you know South Dakota, you want to punch me because it's not cold to you, but it's pretty chilly. And Cookie's got the biomat figured out. All the contraptions I put on my head in my nose and next to my body to improve my health and warning some of these things could diminish your sex life if you wear them in public because they're real geeky and look very strange. But I talk about all of them in this episode. A clinical grade device that has been proven to manage stress sleep and you can do that without a prescription. Reducing oxidative stress, improving cellular energy and recovering from the stress of daily life. The healing powers of ice, ice baby, a blanket that supposedly helped protect Russian cosmonauts that I use at home and when I fly, and why it's so important that you dial in a morning routine that works for you and that you do it every single day. The importance of reducing EMF and blue light exposure at night and while you sleep, and then reminding yourself of your life's mission every morning and why it is so important to watch the sunrise as often as possible. So thank you so much for joining me on this bootleg broadcast. I'd love to invite you to come back on Tuesday for Beast Mode, Badass Bones and Massive Muscles with Dr. John Jaquish, PhD. If you're someone who's interested in getting fit, that episode, my friends, is not one you want to miss. To make sure that you don't miss it or any episode to follow, real simple. Reach down your phone right now, click subscribe on this very podcast. If you'd like to get the show notes emailed to you every week with all of the links, which you're probably going to want for the one you're about to listen to because I drop so many uh, product bombs in here that you're going to be like, wait, what was that? Where do I find it? Uh, 
then go to lukestory.com forward slash newsletter. And uh, that way, each week I can send you a breakdown of every single podcast with clickable links and everything you need. So you don't have to try and take notes or screen grab or any of that when you're listening to the show. I'm just going to send it to your email and you can read all about it and save it and bookmark things that are important to you, et cetera. I'd also like to remind you that you can find just about everything I ever talk about when it comes to health at my website, lukestory.com forward slash store. I've neatly categorized all the different herbs and supplements and foods and even books and different biohacking technologies, alternative health devices, et cetera, to make it easy for you to find them. I've vetted them all. Anything you find on my site, I truly believe is the best out there. And in many cases, you're going to get exclusive discounts. And it's a great way to support the show, support your health, and support brands out there that are doing things right for people and for the environment. So that's lukestory.com forward slash store. All right, I think that's it. Let's go ahead and jump into this talk. I haven't even listened to this thing. I hope I'm not too crazy. Sometimes when I do public talks, I'm like I'm just like, I'm going to record this and put it as a podcast because I know there's value in it. But sometimes I wonder, maybe I should listen to these. Like, am I, how out there am I? I don't know. You're going to find out as you listen to the ultimate morning routine recorded live at the Neil Strauss Biohacking Intensive. Enjoy the show. A few months ago, uh, someone asked me to bring a couple of the devices and things like that that I use for health and you know what we now call biohacking, but it used to be just called alternative health technology. We didn't ever really had a good name for this stuff, but it's something I've been into for about 22 years now. And I just started bringing some of these things to events when I would do a talk because people would hear me talk about certain things and go, what's that thing? And I thought, I'll just start bringing it. And then I think this is like the fourth one now I've done. And each time I bring more and more stuff but people don't really understand what it is and everyone wants to try it. And it's often um, difficult to explain what each thing is. So I'm just going to run through a quick breakdown. And then there'll be a few times um, during various breaks and things like that, where you guys can come out in the hall and just trip out on some of this stuff. And so I'll kind of explain what the benefits are in a very basic way. There's uh, a download you can get at the end that you can text in or go to a URL and it'll give you like a breakdown with links to everything and all that if you want to really dive deeper. But basically, I brought a bunch of stuff to help give you guys energy uh, if you're a little bit run down, if you're sore, uh, if you have any injuries. If you need your energy up, we can do that. If you need to calm down because you're having anxiety or you had too much coffee or whatever the case may be, we have a bunch of tools out there that you can use. And of course, you know, it's all free. It's just for fun. I just, one of the things I've discovered is I really like making people feel good and I'm sort of a healer of sorts, you know, is what I've um, come to discover in the last three years. So... Uh, the first thing is called an amp coil. And this uses a... Oh, wait, before, <laughs> before I start, I just want to say one thing. It's going to be really funny to hear all of the different speakers here that are coming. We were at dinner last night talking about this because many of us have very different opinions on different things. So I'm just going to preemptively say, while well, Jack Cruz is not in the room, that if you ask him about any of this shit, he'll say it's all bullshit. So <laughs> just be prepared for that. The way I do this stuff is... I follow my intuition, I study a little bit, and then I try things out. And if I think it has benefit, I keep doing it, and I keep sharing it. If I find out that it doesn't work or it's bullshit, then I discard it. So this is all based on my personal preference and experience. But I think it's going to be really fun because hopefully we have conscious enough people um, doing presentations that even though they might have differences of opinion, we can all learn from one another. So I'll just put that out there first because I can already see Jack tearing down my slides. Uh, so this is called an amp coil, and this uh, combines a number of different technologies. PEMF, I'm sure some of you have used that or heard of it. 
pulsed electromagnetic fields. However, this device isn't so much used for injuries like a classical PMF device would be used. This is more used uh, for detoxing and cleansing. And uh, I've met personally about 10 people face-to-face that had late-stage Lyme disease and tried everything from ozone, IVs, flying all around the world, trying every different type of pharmaceutical drug available. Nothing worked. They got the amp coil. Between four to six months later, they have no Lyme disease. And my mom has Lyme, which is why I really got keenly interested in this particular device. But it's one thing to read a testimonial on a website. It's another thing to meet someone that couldn't get out of bed for 10 years, got a hold of this weird thing, put it on their body every day, and now are living free. So that's the thing that kind of got my attention. I don't have Lyme disease, but I've been using it for parasites. And I also use it just a lot for meditation. You can use it to instigate brain waves. So you can use it to wake your brain up if you want more beta waves. You can use it to downregulate if you want to get into alpha or even into theta. And more than anything, it's just really, I think subjectively, what you guys will experience, those of you that have a chance to try it, is it's just very calming and relaxing. So if you're kind of in an agitated nervous system state, it's amazing. You run a program on this thing for 20 minutes and that little orange thing is a magnetic coil. It's actually a modified Tesla coil. And you put that on your body, you run an application on the app. And essentially what it does is it sends frequencies at a cellular level all the way through your body. So there's kind of three components. You have that big box, which is the amplifier. You have the yellow coil, which you could think of as a speaker. And then you have that tablet that has a bank of frequencies. Many of them are based on um, something called Rife frequencies. You might've heard of Raymond Royal Rife who invented something called a Rife machine, and he was curing people of cancer back in the 30s using the technology, which essentially sends a vibration or a frequency into the body, which can either support cells in different organs, including the brain, or can disrupt the function of pathogens. And so that's why we're using this to get rid of heavy metals and Lyme and parasites and things like that. So it's about sending frequencies or vibrations through the body using the magnetic field. So this is, I put this first... Like, actually, I put it first because I alphabetized them. But I would have put it first anyway, because this has been the biggest needle mover, I think, for me that I've discovered in a while. I've used those other technologies independently in different devices, but this is the first time that someone had the idea, because the guy had Lyme disease, to put everything in one device. So that's that. And then this one, the Bellicon Rebounder, I just, <laughs> I just got back from Tony Robbins' date with Destiny. Has anyone in the room done that? Very intense experience. But one thing I I noticed about Tony watching his uh, documentary on Netflix was that he's big on rebounding. I was like, that's so funny. Some of these things come full circle because I got into rebounding, I don't know, probably 15 years ago or something like that. And I keep this thing, unfortunately, in my living room, which doesn't look very attractive, but it's the fastest way to get the energy moving in my body. So I'll breathe, I'll jump up and down. It moves your lymphatic fluid, which not a lot of physical activities move lymph like the rebounder. It's also really good for joints and for bone health. And so this is just one thing that I have to have around. And the one that I brought, you guys are welcome to try it out at any time. It's really good when you need to just wake up, especially if you kind of get, I don't want to have on my mic slot, but if you kind of get radical and like do some moves up in the air and really spaz out on it, it will wake you up real quick and get your heart rate going. So if you ever kind of get tired and you're having a hard time listening, jump out there in the hall and just jump around for five minutes. It'll totally change your whole energy. It's also a really good um, low impact workout. It's a lot lower impact than some of the other things you can do for cardio. Uh, this one, the Biomat. This is like this is like my blankie. You know, <laughs> it was, who's the kid on, on um, Charlie Brown? 
Linus. Yeah, this is me. Like I've had this biomat for years. And uh, essentially what it does, it's got a bunch of different amethyst crystals and things inside it. It was invented in Japan and it creates an infrared heat. So it's like a healthy, glorified, low EMF heating pad. And it's really good for pain and inflammation and also just relaxing. So I've got that out in the hall. We'll just keep it turned on. Now, I'm going to warn you, it gets you really hot because it gets your blood moving quickly. But it's really great if you have any aches or pains, like you're probably going to have a sore back at some point from doing so much sitting. I take this thing on airplanes. I take it to every hotel I go to. It's just always with me. Uh, I even take it on road trips. I got an adapter in my car because my back always gets sore when I travel and stuff like that. So the Biomat is just an amazing go-to for general well-being. Now, I plugged one of these out in the hallway. And this is one, definitely don't... If Jack Cruz asks you about this, just don't talk to him because... This, this particular technology goes a little bit on the woo-woo side because you can't test it with the meter. It's something called scalar wave technology. Now, there's a lot of research, there's a lot of data about this, but people that are very analytical and skeptical and are enveloped in scientism will have a hard time with this one. But this is a technology that I use to mitigate EMF exposure. You can see the one in the bottom. I have that one plugged in my car. And a little pocket model is this guy right here. And then there's a cube, which is what's out in the hallway. And essentially, the way this works is your body attunes to the waves, which are always oscillating and changing. There's millions of frequencies that are constantly changing in this. Whereas if you have Wi-Fi in the building or a cell phone, there's a limited number of frequencies, and they're very consistent in terms of what frequencies they are. Just the power changes depending on your proximity. So the idea with the Blue Shield technology, and that's not a typo, they spelled it like that. They're from New Zealand. They don't know we have a fucking insurance company called Blue Shield. It's like, it's so frustrating, like trying to tell people about it. But it's just interesting. When I got one of these for about two weeks, I woke up with a headache. And I was like, what the fuck? Is this thing actually bad for you, not good for you? And then I, I talked to the inventor who will soon be on my podcast and will help clear up a lot of the mystery around this technology but he said, he said, no, man, what it is is you're going fully parasympathetic when you're sleeping for the first time because you live in such an EMF intensive field that your body's not used to actually resting. And so it never really lets go of toxins. It's like, oh, that's interesting. He said, just give it another week or so and it'll go away. After I got through that kind of Herxheimer reaction, then I started sleeping, I would say, I don't want to exaggerate, but maybe 15 to 20% better sleep after I got through that initial thing. And the only thing I changed was adding this in my house. And that little cube does, I think, like 5,000 square feet or something like that. That's how far these waves emit. So the basic idea is that your body attunes to the frequencies that this is emitting, thus rendering it somewhat invisible or immune to some of the other magnetic, electrical, and radio waves that are flying around your environment all the time. Uh, again, I'll have this guy on my show and we'll get to the bottom of it. I think what proved it to me before I even had it was the studies they did with animals, which are impossible to placebo. And so they went to these chicken farms and these um, cow farms that were right next to cell towers, right? And the animals are really sick and they're not producing quality eggs. The milk coming out of the cows is really thin. It doesn't have much fat. The animals, uh, the chickens are fighting all the time, pecking each other, not happy animals. They install these devices after about a month. They do blood work on the animals, the size of the eggs, uh, they do a, a fat lipid profile on the cow's milk and the health of the animals improved once they put this in. They take it away and the health goes down. The chickens stop fighting with these things in the building. Really interesting things like that. Now, you know, again, if you're 
deeply skeptical, you could just, you know, I don't know what you could chalk. Like, how do you prove that that's happening? Uh, but that was kind of enough for me uh, to give it a shot. And I know that it can't hurt you. So that's where I'm at with that. There's nothing you really do. That's just a passive thing that's creating a nice, harmonious field out there. Then the Bulletproof Vibe. Uh, this is like the trampoline on steroids. You know, the Bulletproof Vibe is vibration technology. And I believe if I have this right, that vibration technology was either invented or started to be implemented for astronauts coming back into the atmosphere for bone density, right? So you get out of the magnetic field, your bones start to actually kind of disintegrate essentially, right? And so they bring them back in and they vibrate, which is bouncing up and down thousands of times per second rather than just boing, boing on a trampoline. Really good for joint health, bone health, muscle recovery, why I really like it, because I'm not, unfortunately, like a huge fitness guy. I would like to be more, but it comes and goes in terms of my uh, discipline and dedication. But whenever I'm feeling kind of brain fog or just lethargic, again, if you guys are sitting in this room and it's stuffy and you're tired of listening and you just need a break, get out and jump on the Bulletproof Vibe. And you, know, you can even do balancing postures on it. I'll do squats. I work out with a kettlebell on it. I just I keep it in my garage and I just jump on it whenever I can and it really changes your energy. It's very energizing. Just gets oxygen and blood all over your body into all of your different organs. So that's a really fun one. It's a little bit loud though. I tried to put it in my second floor apartment and I even put like a rubber mat under it and I put rubber feet on it. <laughs> Fucking turn that thing on and the whole building's like <laughs> yeah. So had to put it out in the garage. But if you own a home, you're gonna have a much better time with it. But it vibrates like a motherfucker. Uh, this one I actually didn't bring, but this is essentially the same concept as, just because it was all in my bed and hard to get underneath the mattress and all that. Uh, this one I use a lot on airplanes to create a Schumann resonance in the plane. It's an artificial one. It's a digital one, but I use uh, the setting on that device to go into the magnets and I put them under my seat to help mitigate some of the fatigue that I experienced when flying. Most people use this for sleep. So this is like a mini amp coil. Essentially, you have a bank of frequencies digitally housed in the device, and then a very small amplification that sends them to two coils. And those coils produce a magnetic field, and you vary the frequencies depending on what you're trying to do. So I think I learned about this first from Ben Greenfield using it for sleep. And there's one setting that's really good for sleep, and it works, especially if you're traveling and you're going through different time zones and things like that. It has to do, again, with brainwave entrainment. This one's rad. I just actually, you know what I found out this about from Rick Rubin. I went over to his place. Um, Neil introduced me, and I, I brought a bunch of my little tools and stuff. He's like, ah, I'm not really into all that shit. His wife liked it all, but he was like, ah, whatever. He goes, but there's one thing that I like, and he showed me this. It's called the Fisher Wallace Circadia. And this is a FDA approved device that does micro stimulation to the cranium. I think they call it cranial micro stimulation, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but study after study in, in supporting its efficacy for depression, anxiety, and insomnia. Now, I mostly use it to improve sleep. I don't feel a lot of anxiety or depression because of all the other shit that I'm going to tell you about this weekend that I do. But this one is really, really cool. And we have one out in the hall that you guys can try out. It's not going to make you sleepy or anything, but um, I would say it's quite likely that it will help you sleep deeper on the days that you use it. But it's definitely got a nice calming effect to it. You put these little wet sponge electrodes on your temples, as this young lady does. You turn it on and you feel your brain being electrocuted with microcurrents. Pretty awesome. <laughs> this one, this is very simple, but this is the uh, Ellie King Mini Pro Massager. 
And what this does is essentially electrocute you on different points on your body. So you put these little sticker electrodes on. Has anyone used this kind of stuff before? If you have an injury on your knee, wherever, on your back, on your neck. And then there's different frequencies that you can run on this. And basically, it makes your muscles really twitch and contract in different ways, which gives you a massage and increases the blood flow into that area to ease pain or to facilitate healing. This one's, I mean, if you turn it up all the way, it's strong depending on where you put it. But yeah, I mean, this is a, <laughs> not there. <laughs> yeah, but this is, this is wide. I mean, this isn't even like cutting edge. This stuff's been around for a long time, but it's just, you know, it's this big. It's like the size of an iPod Nano. It's just a really handy thing to keep in a drawer and when you injure yourself. So like, I don't use all this stuff all the time. It's sort of as needed. I use this thing maybe every six months, but I pull something or have an injury or a sore neck or just, I don't know, pulled muscle or something like that. And I just need to get energy and blood flow into there quickly. This is something I just got. And the one that I have out there, I don't know if we'll be able to bust this out in the hall. Maybe, why not? I'm really big on infrared saunas. It's something I'm going to talk about at various points in my other uh, presentation. But one thing that really sucks about infrared saunas is, A, they're very expensive. You get, if you get a good one that's low EMF, the brand I like is Clearlight. I've been researching infrared saunas for 20 years. I had a Korean one, very high EMF, that my dad gave me for 15 years. A year ago, I upgraded to a clear light, but they're expensive. And guess what? Not very portable, right? So I recently interviewed the founder of a company in New York called Higher Dose that use clear light saunas. And they have these, uh, essentially these spas in various locations in Manhattan where you can go in and do a full-on sauna. And because so many people are traveling, she had the idea to come up with essentially a sauna blanket that you can see you wrap yourself in much like a sleeping bag and you put cotton clothing on and you get in there and you sweat balls and then you just undo it and you just wipe it out for any sweat or anything like that that got in there so that you can keep it sterile. But it's amazing. I turned it on last night for the first time. I had it on for maybe five minutes and I laid in there just to make sure it was working and it gets super hot, super fast. And of course, this has a number of different benefits, you know, detox, helping sleep, workout recovery, sore muscles, all that kind of stuff. But what I find with infrared heat is it's just really calming to the nervous system. Within a couple of minutes, it puts you in a parasympathetic nervous system state. It's very relaxing. So if any of you are you know, having a hard time this weekend and not feeling very chill, you could hop in there for a minute and not, you, know, you don't want to get all sweaty probably in the middle of the day, but if you just want to relax and just feel good or if your muscles are sore, you can get in there for five or 10 minutes and not sweat and just really relax. So I'm excited about this one because it rolls up into like a little you know, burrito that big. And then the human charger. This one's amazing. So uh, some of you might have heard of um, seasonal affective disorder, right? Uh, people that live in, you know, Finland, Sweden, Norway, Scandinavia, places, uh, Alaska, you know, places where there are times where they don't get a lot of sun, right? It just kind of is dusk for a couple hours a day. Well, the suicide rates, alcoholism rates, all of these things are really high there. So these um, scientists in Finland started working with blue light therapy, which is, you know, you're going to hear a lot about blue light, like this light in here from the other speakers this weekend. Thank God I don't have to cover that one much myself. Uh, There's some more qualified people here to do that. But you actually can use certain frequencies or wavelengths of light in the blue spectrum for health benefits. So most of the time now, we're all trying to block blue light, which is non-native light, meaning it's unnatural light because it's in a very narrow spectrum that you would never experience in nature or you would experience at the wrong time of day. So if we're in here at midnight, our brains think that it's noon because of the lights that are in here. And as you can imagine, just going on basic 
fundamental principles of common sense and nature, that's going to create some confusion within your biology. Okay, so that's the negative side of blue light. But they found using these various devices that you look at or put on your skin in places where you don't get sun, essentially you're harnessing using technology certain <coughs> wavelengths of the sunlight and using that at home in front of your computer. And so they started using this for seasonal affective disorder and depression, and it was found to be very effective. These guys took it a step further and made a little device with earbuds that have no sound, but they have blue light that actually goes through your ear canal and shines on your brain and sends signals to your brain that you're in the sun. And this has a cascade of different effects, including uh, causing changes in production of different neurotransmitters and also allows you to manipulate your brain in and out of different time zones. And so the main use of the human charger is actually for jet lag. It comes with an app, and when you fly, you program into the app uh, the different flights that you're doing, and then it has alerts that indicate to you when it's time to use it. And so a couple days before a flight, your ding, goes off, you plug it in. It takes about 10 minutes to run the program. It's passive. You know, you just sit there with these things in your ear, do whatever, do the dishes, hang out, do emails. and then. When you arrive where you're going, you'll have like a day or two usually of using it throughout the day. And then uh, you program your flight home and do the same thing. And essentially what this does is tricks your brain in and out of time zone. So it's really effective for jet lag. However, I just, I have a couple of them. I have one usually I keep in my car, one in my living room. And I just use them all the time when I need to be more alert. And it's really good at just kind of waking your brain up. So this is one of my favorite things. They're inexpensive. They're really small. Uh, it's a very accessible hack that has a lot of practicality. Then the Jew of red light. So I actually brought, <laughs> brought this thing. However, it, it doesn't work very well if you have clothes on, but I brought it just because it's still fun and it still feels good. It's good to even get it on your face and any part of your body you can. I don't know how many guys want to get naked in the hallway, uh, but ideally you want to stand in front of the Jew of red light uh, as nude as possible. And one of the main benefits is actually getting it on your nads uh, it really helps to increase the production of testosterone. It's called photobiomodulation. And this is something that's widely studied for a long, long time. And these particular guys, there's different companies that make devices. This is the best one I think that I've found. What's cool about it is you can buy a module at a time and sort of build your own system where in a perfect world, you would have four panels, you know, one on each side and you get in the middle of it and your treatment time is going to be 10 minutes and you're getting completely zapped. Your other option is to buy a red light bed for about $150,000 that's like a tanning bed, but it has these very narrow frequencies of red light. And this is red light that's present in the sun, of course, at different times of the day. This is isolating all of the blue, green, violet, all the other lights, um, all the other colors in the spectrum out and only giving you the red spectrum. Really good for um, injury recovery, hormone balance, as I said, and specifically the production of testosterone and skin health. So if you have any kind of scars, acne, uh, they say it's good for hair loss. I don't, it's not working very well for me. <laughs> I'm like always leaning into it, like grow motherfucker. <laughs> haven't seen any results for that yet, but there, there are a lot of red light devices, like red LEDs that are supposed to stimulate hair growth. Um, I haven't found that to be true so far, but I did before and after testing with my testosterone. And, you know, I do a lot of things for my health. So there's variables. I can't attribute it all to the red light therapy, but the older I get, the higher my testosterone and free testosterone get. And after I got this thing and used it diligently for about six months, uh, I did test my testosterone. It was like in the 800s. And when I was in my early 40s, I'm now 48, years before it was in the 400s. So whatever I'm doing seems to be working and this seems to help. 
But to me, it just feels really good. And especially if you have any soreness in your muscles or fatigue and things like that, it's great for your, um, for your joints and stuff. So if you do a really hard workout, you jump in front of this thing, the recovery time is much faster. Based on the other ones that I've looked into and getting to know these guys and interviewing them at depth for an hour and a half and really grilling them, you know, I'm an affiliate of theirs. So I have, you know, just straight up have a bias, of course, because I'm going to get paid if someone uses my URL link or whatever to buy one. Trust me, it's not like, it's not buying me a house anytime soon. It's just chump change that floats in here there. So, you know, I, I, I do, but I'll also say that I work with whatever company that I've researched and found to be the best. And so... Uh, based on my research, these are the guys are doing it the best in terms of something that's affordable and accessible. The best would really be getting the bed. That's 150 grand. Why I like these guys is they use the, I think the max that I have has the three different wavelengths. It has near, mid, and far infrared, if I'm not mistaken. And a, uh, they also designed it to be very low EMF. And these are, these are details that you want to pay attention to, especially the EMF thing. Like you can get a lot of infrared saunas, but if you put an RF meter in there, you're, you're getting fried in the sauna. So it's like, I don't know, are the benefits outweighing the detriment of the EMF? Probably. But with this thing, you have a choice. So, you know, the, one, the other ones from China and things like that, I don't know if they have um, the different wavelengths of red light present or not. I think that would be good. You know, the more better, I think. Uh, and also the EMF thing would be an issue too. But there are new ones coming out all the time. So it's not something I've looked into like in the past year. But when I wanted to get one, I geeked out. Like I'm the guy, you know, when you buy something on Amazon and there's like 200 reviews, I'm the fucking guy that reads every review. I mean, I go deep when I'm, anytime I'm taking a supplement or using these things, I don't want to use some shit that's actually going to hurt me. And I don't want to use something that's a waste of money or a waste of time. So I read a lot of the research papers. I read the reviews and that's how I kind of come to the conclusion. But I'm also very willing to just go, oh, there's a better one out by Juve and like move on to the next one. But I, so far, I haven't found a better one. Well, the lights that they have in saunas like that uh, are uh, what's called chromotherapy. And that's not penetrating your skin. It's just a light that you see, right? Uh, the one issue, I, I keep my red light on in the sauna just because, but the issue is with LED is that LED inherently has a really high flicker rate, which is not good for your brain or your eyes. So when I use the Juve, I just keep my eyes closed. You can keep your eyes open, but I don't like flicker in my eyes. So the, the chromotherapy, I believe it's called, is the little panel that's inside saunas and you can change the color. Um, there, there is a lot of research to indicate that being exposed to different color lights do different things for you and to you in terms of mood, neurotransmitters, et cetera. But to get the power that you want from here to penetrate two to three inches into your body with these wavelengths of light, you have to be naked and you have to be really close to it. So a little overhead light that's two and a half, three feet above your head and the roof of your sauna is not going to do what this is going to do. This is about proximity. And you can feel it when you, I mean, when you guys go outside, you stand in front of this, you're like, oh shit, it warms you up. I mean, this light is very high wattage. It's really powerful light. So a little bit different um, case use there. Okay, this one, uh, Muse Meditation Band. Now, I'm going to preface this by saying <laughs> there's one thing about this thing that I really don't like at all, and I'm sure all of the other speakers would agree wholeheartedly, and that is that it uses Bluetooth. And I don't like putting Bluetooth on my head. So that's the major disadvantage to this technology. However, the advantage to the Muse headband is that it's really good for people that are just learning how to meditate or even someone's been meditating for a while and you want to improve or gamify or actually track the depth and efficiency of your meditation. So this uses sensors 
uh, on your head that actually tell you what's going on in your mind and when you're in a deeply relaxed state. And anytime you have a thought, it indicates that in the app. And so essentially what happens is you put this on, you do whatever meditation you do, and it's tracking on your phone. And you can actually watch in real time what your brain's doing. So it's a real like biofeedback type of device. And at the end of your meditation, you can see when you went deep, when you came out of it, when you were distracted. And so it's interesting to me to use this every once in a while to sort of track where I am with my meditation practice, which I've been doing for a long, long time, and see if what I experienced subjectively, where I think I was really getting in there and when I was out and if I was thinking too much, et cetera, was I relaxed, was I not? I'm getting empirical data that's indicating what my brain was doing throughout that 20 or 30 minutes. So I really like the technology. I like the device. I'm hoping that at some point they can do it in a way where you're wired into the phone or something like that, where you don't get the EMF exposure. You know, is doing this for 20 minutes here and there going to give you brain cancer? Probably not. But because of the Bluetooth, not ideal. But I'm also someone who doesn't like Bluetooth on my head or around me at all, if possible. But, you know, to a certain degree, I mean, my car has Bluetooth, my computer has a Bluetooth trackpad, it's around. So it's, it is what it is. I'm not going to be paranoid about it. But to me, this is worth it just to check in once in a while. Or as I said, if you're new to meditation, you really want to build a practice. I like gamifying things like this for myself. So I feel like I'm getting better at it, which I'm going to talk about when I talk about sleep a little bit and tracking your sleep with various devices. So bad Bluetooth, good getting feedback on how you're meditating and trying different techniques too. That's the thing. I do Vedic meditation. Works really well for me. I've been doing it for years. I, I mean, I can meditate anywhere, anytime, and pretty much all the time go into a really nice, deep, beautiful state. Uh, and this has affirmed that that is in fact true. But you can do things like meditate one morning before you have your coffee and see how this reads it, and then have a coffee and try to meditate. And you'll see like, you ain't meditating if you had coffee before. You're just not. Your brain will be beta like crazy. So yeah, interesting stuff there. The Nano V, oh, this one's awesome. This one looks really cool and also is very effective. So this creates something called exclusion zone water in the form of a mist. And it's, again, it's a passive one. You just sit there and breathe. It's got a little tube. You just sit in front of it and just chill, talk, relax, whatever you're doing. A very effective for reducing oxidative stress, improving cellular um, energy, and recovering from stress, free radicals, et cetera. And the net effect of this one that I really like is it gives you energy as if you rested or took a nap or meditated, but it's not stimulating at all. So a lot of the other things we use like caffeine or some of the smart drugs and things like that that I'll be talking about, yeah, you get more energy, but then there's kind of a the downside where you are a little bit, you know, your nervous system is a little agitated from that. This is calming and relaxing to your nervous system, but gives you cellular energy. So this one's really, really fun to use. Paramedic lasers. Okay, so this is what's called a cold laser therapy. And it's called cold because the, um, the wattage and the frequencies that it emits don't make it hot typically. Although, depending on the setting you use, it can be. I've noticed the smell of burning hair at a couple points, um, you know, doing it on something. Like, oh, shit, the setting's too high. But um, cold lasers are amazing for injuries, cuts, bruises, things like that. I used it on my dog recently. I had my dog spayed. And I used a cold laser to speed up the healing of her wound from what should have been two weeks to one week, just from a couple times a day, just going over that cut after the stitches had been removed. Uh, really good for tendonitis and arthritis. I tend to get um, from time to time kind of tennis elbow, more from keyboards and trackpads and stuff, just my joints kind of get tweaked in my wrists and elbows. 
use this and I, it's just gone. I mean, it just doesn't happen anymore. Um, I also use a, some vibration um, tools like massage tools that I'll show you guys too. But uh, this is another one that sits in the drawer for a while and I'm like, ah, do I really need that thing? It's quite expensive. But then comes the time when you do need it, such as two nights ago, flew back from Florida from Tony Robbins, landed at LAX, drove home, unpacking the car and the amp coil, the first thing I showed you, which probably weighs 25 pounds, fucking flies out of the car. And I don't, you know, as you see, I'm not really big on shoes. Boom, just right on the top of my foot. I can't believe it didn't break my foot. I mean, it's just, it must not have hit a corner or something. I don't know, it's crazy. I was like, ah, oh, fuck, I got to do these talks. What am I going to do, sit down? I can't sit down and talk. I thought, ah, oh, the laser. And so I've been doing a protocol using this later. And my right foot the first night was wanting to turn purple and it was super swollen. I did that for uh, that night and yesterday. And now my foot's almost totally normal. And that is absolutely a result of that thing. It's fucking cool. But again, not the type of thing you use every day. You use it, you know, case by case. But you're not going to go to urgent care or the emergency room with a smashed foot and have them tell you about that. They'll tell you to ice it, which is going to work a lot slower. The rapid release, really good for scar tissue, pain, tendonitis, connective tissue. Uh, this one's really good for areas where you have joints. Amazing for that. Not so great for big muscles, which I'm going to show you something for that. But this is amazing for adhesions and things like that. Um, you know, lower back pain, your hips, your elbows, your wrists, knees, things like that. And this one is uh, a device that I brought, which this one's definitely not woo-woo. This is legit. This is a dirty electricity filter. The one that's shown in um, the photo is the Power Perfect box. This goes actually on your circuit breaker and filters the dirty electricity, which basically just means erratic um, frequencies of electricity throughout all the wiring in your home, your 60 hertz electricity. Um, if it's dirty, meaning that it's a sort of a chaotic frequency, it is much more harmful to you. And it also goes further out from the wall or the outlets. And it also comes off of every device that's plugged in. So this is kind of doing it at the source of the electricity. The one I brought is local. So you put it actually on um, individual outlets, and it cleans the electricity, the electrical field coming off of that outlet and anything you plug into it. So whenever I bring all of these devices to make them less EMF heavy, I'll run them through a filter so that if you have the amp coil or any of the other things that plug in, you're getting less dirty electricity exposure. This one's another woo-woo one, kind of. The Solaris Healing Blanket I found out about years ago, and it was developed by the Russian space program to protect the astronauts coming in and out of the atmosphere from uh, solar radiation and just all of the crazy, you know, major EMF that they're being exposed to. And so essentially inside of here, there's some sort of material that reflects back the energy field of your body onto your body because we're always emitting energy, right? If you look at someone at night, think of, um, what do they call that? Uh, yeah, night vision goggles. And they pick up heat, right? So your body's always emitting this heat that's putting off energy. You wrap yourself in this blanket and it traps the energy and invigorates you. Now, it sounds crazy, but if you need a break and you just go cover yourself in this blanket for a few minutes and just chill, it's very restorative. And this is another one of those weird things that I just travel with all the time. I bring on the airplane, I cocoon myself in it, and I just find it to be very restful. So if you take a 15-minute nap, just lay down and rest, covered in this blanket, it kind of doubles, if not quadruples, the restorative power of taking that rest.
The Soda BioTuner. This is a, a frequency device that plugs onto your earlobes. And um, similar to the Fisher Wallace Circadia, it goes and sends an electrical frequency into your head and is also great for depression, anxiety, and um, insomnia. Very similar to the other one. I don't use this anymore because it's not good to use if you have a tinnitus, which I have in my left ear. And I was like, I think this thing's making it worse. And I did some research and they're like, yeah, don't use it if you have that. So I don't use it. But if you don't have tinnitus and you want to like get a really chill experience, come put this on for about 15 minutes on your ears. Give your brain a little shock and you will feel very relaxed afterward. The Soda Silver Pulsar. This one goes on your wrist and irradiates your blood and frees you of viruses and bacteria. Some of you might have heard of a zapper. These are different technologies that people use, devices that you kind of use to zap your blood. And it doesn't kill viruses, but what it does is it makes it difficult for them to replicate. And so you're all of your blood, you put it right here on your wrist and you have these main, I guess they're arteries right here. And you're electrifying all of the blood that's going passing through your body. Sort of like if you get an ozone IV, you know, they take your blood out, they run ozone, they put it back in. So it's essentially a blood cleanser. And this is the Theragun. This one's amazing for big muscle groups, whereas the rapid release is good for joints, ligaments, tendons, things like that. This is really good for big muscles, glutes, thighs, shoulders. I use this thing all the time. My left shoulder, I have an old injury here. Run that thing on there for a couple minutes. Injury gone temporarily. And so this one's really fun. However, it's really, really loud. Hopefully I brought some earplugs. It's not going to be fun to run when there's other people around. Super annoying sound, but it's powerful and it works really well. And then the V-Lite intranasal laser really helps with sleep and also with focus. So this is sending an infrared light up your nose and shining it directly on to your brain. Kind of like the human charger does going through your ears. You know, we have holes in our skull and you can send light through your skull to do different things to your brain. This one, I kind of forgot about for a while and then I, I kept it in my nightstand and I've been using it. I just put it in there for 15, 20 minutes as I'm laying down, reading, getting ready to go to sleep. Don't use it if you have a partner in bed, though. They probably won't have sex with you. Uh, but the uh, V-Lite <laughs> is, uh, again, lots of studies to prove the efficacy of using red light on the brain, specifically up the nose. And then the Vital Reaction Hydrogen Inhaler. This one's really fun. So there's hydrogen tabs you can take in water. Some of you might have tried those before. Well, you can also just inhale the hydrogen gas through an inhaler. So I brought one of these. Uh, the net effect is major, major reduction in inflammation and oxidative stress. The end result of that subjectively, if you sit down and do a session for 20 minutes, is pretty much eliminates any kind of brain fog or fatigue right away. It's very, very powerful. I did a whole podcast episode on molecular hydrogen, and uh, it's very interesting stuff. This is a device from Japan, and they use them in Japan in hospitals to help people recover from surgery much faster. We haven't really caught on to it in our medical system here, but it's technically a medical device. All right, if you guys might want to take a picture of this, I have it in my other slides too. But if you're like, what did you just say? What was all that shit? You can text if you have a US phone, the word biohacking to 44222, or you can go to that bit.ly URL. And it's going to give you a page that has all of these things with all the links if you want to really get down with the science. You know, I'm more of like a 
a quick read guide, just figure out if something's legit or not. I use it if I like it, then I forget about all the data. But if you're a data person, you're like, wait, I don't believe it. That sounds weird. Like you can dive in and find all the papers and go back and really geek out on it if that's the way that you like to take in information. I only like to remember just the bare minimum that like I need to know. What does it do? Does it work? I'm done. I also have a water guide because that's something I talk about a lot. And a lot of people ask me, what's the best drinking water, this, that, that. So I just made this rad PDF with all of my recommendations and you can also get that. Okay. A really great way to set up your life is to make sure that you are mindful about how you start your day, how you start your morning. Before I go into the different practices that are available, I want to just acknowledge the fact that this is not going to be realistic for everyone, depending on the circumstances of your life. If you have kids, 90% of this will be gone <laughs> right away. You know, From what I understand, I don't have kids, but everyone's like, yeah, dude, have a kid and then tell me how much of that shit you can do. It also depends on you know if you have a commute, what you do for a living. I work from home. So you know what it is, is like you prioritize what's important to you. And what's become important to me over the past 22 years that I've been into this stuff is dialing in the morning. The morning is so important because if I don't do that right, me personally, I mean, I come, I don't want to get into my whole story, but I had a horrible life for like the first 26 years of my life. I mean, I, I was a very miserable, unhealthy, unhappy person. I was a complete train wreck, really gnarly childhood, horrible teen years. I mean, just bad. And so once I started to turn that around, I started to realize that the reason so much of my life sucked is because of the morning practices that I had, like waking up and doing heroin at six in the morning, you know, for example, not a great way to start your day. Or last night we were talking about, you know, waking up and watching pornography. I'm like, if you want to have a really shitty life, that's the best thing to do. So we're going to do the opposite of that. So coming you know, from someone who has been really unhappy and unhealthy, the reason I put so much emphasis on the morning is because as I started to really turn my life around, I'd have some really good days. And then the next day I'd have a really shitty day. And I'd be caught in anger and hostility and anxiety and depression and go like, what happened? Yesterday was such a good day. And I started to put together the clues. Oh, I meditated. Oh, I took a cold shower. I did this. I did that. And so I've started to develop a pretty ironclad practice. Now that said, there are some days when I do more of this or less of this or in a different order. So as we go through it, you're going to see like, oh, you know what? Because I have kids or because I do this or that, I might change the order of things. So ignore kind of the order, but let's just get some of the fundamental principles. And in the three talks that I'll be doing here, I just want to preface them all by saying that the most important thing to me is my spiritual connection and my attitude and the thoughts that I have and the feeling that I have and the sense of love and connection that I have to other people. So I love to geek out on all the technology and all of these lifestyle practices for physical health, but I just want to warn everyone to not get stuck at that level of being obsessed with yourself and how you feel and your body and the vitamins and the things and the exercise and all that. Because to me, the point of all that is to just have the physical energy and stamina to go out into the world and contribute and to be of service and to be able to build healthy connections with other people and really be able to make a difference in whatever way that I choose to do so. Does that make sense? You know, so it's like no vitamin is going gonna, is gonna to help any of you have a good life. It's all about the inner attitude and having connection to something bigger and your life's purpose and your mission and why you're here. All the physical stuff is for me just to get ready to do that. So when I leave the house, I'm bringing my best self and not my asshole self that flips everyone off in traffic which is what happens if I don't take care of my body. I lose the ability to be a good person really fast. 
We'll be right back at you after this brief but important announcement. Let's talk about one of the most badass health products in the world and one that I use quite literally every day, especially when I travel. So Organifi is how I upgrade my nutrition when I'm on the road. Now, every single person should have a green superfood supplement in their life because if you're anything like me, you got to be honest with yourself. Like, are you actually eating enough vegetables, enough greens? Probably not as much as we might need. So, you know, who has time to like run to the farmer's market and get fresh organic vegetables and greens and juice them and all that stuff. I mean, it's lovely if you, you know, you can roll like that, but let's face it, it's hard to do that at home, let alone when you travel. So that's why I love Organifi. They've got a green juice powder that is legit delicious. It's super easy to mix up. It's not all clumpy and goofy. You know, some powders you try to throw in a, you know, in a glass and stir them with a spoon and it won't work. That totally sucks when that happens. It's super annoying. So I love Organifi and you can find everything they do over at Organifi.com forward slash Luke. If you use the code Lifestylist, you're going to save 20% off your order. That's Organifi with an I, Organifi.com forward slash Luke. Good place to start is the green powder, man. Organifi green is legit, delicious, super good for you, super energizing, and very easy to travel with if you get the little travel pack. So Organifi.com forward slash Luke is where you want to go. And now back to the interview. So first one is sleep hygiene. Now someone's doing a talk, I think on Sunday on sleep, so I won't go too deep into this. However, I will say there are a couple things that have really, really helped me make my sleep more effective and more consistent. And that is having a completely dark room, like so dark that you can't see your like float tank dark. Has anyone been in a float tank before? That's how dark you want your bedroom. And so there's different things you can do. Put little pieces of tape over any smoke detectors, all those little bits of life, get hardcore blackout curtains, the place I live in now. I mean, I can't believe I've lived there for like three years and I didn't upgrade my curtains, but I made like these big foam core inserts that I put like that black foam core poster board. I made these inserts and I put them inside my windows. They're like uh, encasement windows. And so for those of you that are married and you have a, a partner that cares about the way your home looks, they're not going to go for the inserts and windows. So just get legit blackout curtains. My dream when I buy a house is to have those those uh, like um, remote metal gates that go and like shut the windows, apocalypse type vibes that keep light and intruders out. That's that's the ultimate goal. But whatever you can do to make it really dark and really really cold. Now again, if you sleep with another person in the bed, your version of cold and their version of cold, or what makes them comfortable temperature temperature wise, could vary greatly. So I found something called a chili pad, which is a complete game changer because you can get two chili pads and each person can have their own temperature control. It's a little pad that goes under your fitted sheet. And then there's a controller that you put water in and it makes hot, warm, or cool, or cold water. So I use that so that I don't have to run the AC and make the whole house freezing. And it's also a really waste, a waste of energy. I live in a two-bedroom apartment. It's like my bedroom's way in the back. I don't need to keep the whole place 63 degrees at night. I just want my mattress to be 63 degrees. So as cold as you can possibly stand it really, really helps your sleep. And then, of course, um, doing whatever you can to avoid EMF. And this is you know, something the other guys are going to talk about a lot, so I'm not even going to get into it. But 
You can optimize at least your sleep area to be a lower EMF environment. And I'll leave it up to Jack and Matt and some of the other guys to talk about how to do that. But having a lot of EMF in your environment absolutely will affect your sleep negatively. Because as I was saying earlier with the Blue Shield technology is that it's very difficult to go into a parasympathetic state when your body is fighting off these frequencies that aren't inherently natural and don't have any connection to your biology. So there's radiation in the environment, right? But non-native EMF or non-native radiation is what we're dealing with. It's either amplified or it just doesn't exist in nature. And that really interrupts your sleep, whether you know it or not. And then the next one is um, blue light exposure, which is going to be talked about a lot. So um, there's one hack on the phone. It's funny, when Neil was doing the iPhone thing, I was like, oh, I got to show him how to kill the blue light on your phone. But Maddie's going to show you guys. It's a really cool little hack. And I actually texted a screen recording of how to do it to Pablo as well. So maybe there's a way you can get that to the guys. And it, it, shows, you, it shows me going through my phone with the screen recorder, how to make your phone. It makes it dark red. I mean, there's no blue in it. So uh, we'll cover that you know, later and Maddie can explain how to do it. But whatever you got to do to mitigate the blue light exposure, when I say blue light, that's any light that's not orange, amber, or red. This doesn't look blue. You're thinking like, oh, a blue light, like a blue light bulb. No, it's the color uh, temperature. So it's like warm or cool. So cool light or cold light would be blue. And that is devastating to your sleep because it stops the melatonin production for up to four hours after you see it. So even if you wear like some red glasses at home at night, and then you go like that and look at your TV, in a couple seconds, you crush your melatonin production and you'll immediately start to produce cortisol. And you can notice this too, if you wear blue blocking eyewear, uh, it can start to make you sleepy because you stop making cortisol and you start making melatonin. I mean, this is real stuff. So what I did at home, just to give you a little bit of an easier hack, and if you don't want to wear, you know, eyewear in the house, is you just have a night set of lights and a day set of lights. Super easy. So you use different lamps, different switches on the wall. I just know when I go into my place, if it's dark at night, there's just certain light switches I don't hit because those are bright blue lights that I need sometimes if I have a project or putting away the groceries or doing some work or whatever. Cool. Then I put on bright lights in the daytime or if it's, you know, dusk or something like that. But I've just become habituated. So anytime you come in my house at night, all there is is amber or red lights everywhere. And it looks a little weird at first, but then what you'll find is it's actually very relaxing because you're being in alignment with nature. We've evolved for a couple million years to only see moonlight, starlight, and firelight at night up until the advent of incandescent bulbs, however long ago that was. So we haven't adapted to seeing sunshine in the middle of the night is what I'm saying. So if you want a good morning, make sure you got good sleep. Waking up to a gentle alarm. I use something called sleep cycle. You'll have a much shittier day if you wake up to an alarm like that. So I use sleep cycle, which I used to use for tracking my sleep. Now I just use it as an alarm. And the way it works, is there's a sensor on it. And when you move around and you're coming out of deep sleep, it wakes you up within a window that you can set. So I have like a 15-minute window. I'll set it for 8.30, and that's going to wake me up if I move at all anytime between 8.15 and 8.30. So it's a more natural way to wake up versus getting that stressful kind of rude awakening from a classical alarm clock. That said, make sure that your phone is on airplane. And if you want to go hardcore EMF blocker, you get a big battery pack and you plug your phone into that. So it's not coming out of the wall and then laying on your bed. Because an electrical field EMF goes about six feet. So imagine like 
Your phone's on airplane, which is good. You're not getting radiation, but you're still getting EMF from the electrical field on the cable and from the phone being plugged in. I still do that. I just put it way over in the corner on my king size bed and try not to sleep with it next to my head. But um, I am going to get a battery pack one of these days and go full on. Tracking your sleep, really important. If you're someone that doesn't find sleep to be that important and you're like, I don't know, did I sleep well? I think so. Get yourself an aura ring and start tracking your sleep. I don't have mine on because it's charging, but it's the most convenient uh, way I found and most effective way to track sleep. And it's really cool to gamify something that you're trying to improve. So the muse band with your meditation, if you're like, I don't know, was I just meditating or not? And you don't really know, or was it good or not? Uh, Same thing with sleep. You might think, oh man, I had a great night's sleep last night. And then you look at your sleep data and you're like, oh shit, I only got 30 minutes deep sleep or I didn't get any REM sleep. And all of the cycles of sleep are important. So it's very difficult to subjectively judge how well you slept because you don't know. You were not conscious most of the time. But if you have an app, you're like, oh, what did I do last night? Shit, I ate a steak at midnight. No wonder I got such a low score or I did whatever. And then you can start to modify your behavior and gamify your sleep score. And it's really fun. Like, I'm a geek. I'm like, God damn it. I, you know, I got a 95. I'm so proud of myself. I'm like, how can I get a 98? And then I'll do whatever I can to improve those scores. And then I start to take notes and see what I did that actually deleterious to my sleep. Another thing that's really cool about the Aura Ring is that it doesn't look completely hideous. Like, they used to make one that was quite large. It was okay. It was, you know, it wasn't that bad, but. It's just, it's a very normal look. You guys will see, it's just a regular little band. What I did is I got some sandpaper, like some really, you know, the not very gritty sandpaper, and I just buffed it and took the shine off of it. That was just my personal preference because, you know, it's kind of shiny. But they, they kind of blend into your life. Like, no one's going to be like, what the fuck is that thing? You know, it's just, it's just a normal looking ring. But inside are these infrared sensors that are, they're very accurate. I did um, recently a whole podcast episode about it too, like most of the things that I talk about. Uh, So, okay, making sure you got sleep, then waking up and immediately hydrating. And you get very dehydrated when you sleep, especially if you're in an arid environment like LA. You know, my my buddy Matt Blackburn that's going to speak, he has all these different uh, humidifiers and stuff that he uses because your skin actually takes in uh, water as well and you're breathing. So you actually like want your room to be humid as much as you can without producing mold but it's a little tricky kind of managing all that. So I don't do that. But what I definitely do is before I go to sleep, I set a big glass of spring water on my nightstand and then I'll put a pinch of sea salt, not table salt, not salt that's like been made into like the cocaine of salt. Like regular salt's really bad for you. Hypertension, all that stuff. That's not from sea salt. It's because they take out most of the vital uh, minerals that are in natural sea salt. But a pinch of that is amazing to um, get your adrenals going and also give you electrolytes. So it's very hydrating. Um, So literally just like a pinch of salt put in there the night before. And then I like to take the Vital Reaction hydrogen tablets and I'll drop two of those in the water just as I'm like making the bed. And then I pound that water with the molecular hydrogen in there, which is also going to reduce inflammation. And the hydrogen is also more hydrating when you drink that water than just plain water. Now, here's a weird one that I threw in there, and this will only apply to anyone that's ever suffered from acid reflux. Has anyone ever had like ongoing heartburn? Okay, so aside from, you know, obviously eating gluten and inflammatory foods that are going to give you heartburn if they're um, causing a reaction in you, but I went to see a guy, you know, like I do, I go see all these weird specialists from the very solid scientific to the ultimate like woo-woo healers. I saw this guy, I was like, dude, I have heartburn. He was doing heat like a body worker. 
And he's like, oh, let me check something. And he, he puts his hand kind of under my left rib. And he's like, oh, you have a hiatal hernia. I was like, what are hernia? He's like, oh yeah, your stomach is stuck up here under your ribs. Your stomach isn't where your stomach's supposed to be. And so that acid is coming up the tubes there because your stomach is not in the right place. So he goes, what you do is you drink a huge, first thing every morning, have a huge glass of water and you uh, bounce down, not up and down, but bounce as hard as you can in your heels with that, the weight of that water in your, your stomach sack. And it's going to knock your stomach back into place. And I was like, this sounds like bullshit, but I started doing it. So I drink the huge back glass of water, like a huge, huge glass. And I go, <clears throat> 10 times. And you can feel your guts going like, <clears throat> it pulls it down. Sure enough, fucking cured of heartburn after 20 years. I mean, also, you know, I try to avoid eating gluten and stuff, as I said. But if you ever have heartburn, even just like a weird episode of it, doesn't work so well with food in your stomach, but a huge glass of water and an empty stomach bounce on your heels as hard as you can like that, and it might just cure you. It was the best discovery ever. First thing, okay, you've had your water, you've hydrated, you're awake, you've breathed a little bit. Next thing you want to do is read and feel your mission statement or your goals or your vision. So I have you know, my vision book or I have my goals written down, and I do my best to read that last thing I do before I go to sleep, to put that in my subconscious and even when I'm totally half awake in the morning, what I say see and feel is to read it, but feel as if those things have already been accomplished, to really set myself in a positive attitude right when I wake up. Then, of course, if you have someone in your life and you're you know, conscious and friendly enough at this point in your morning is to make a human connection. I'm single and I live alone, so this doesn't apply to me at the moment. But when it doesn't, I'll definitely be practicing this is to make sure to have a human connection, you know, for someone to tell you they love you. You say you love them. Give them a big hug to connect with your partner if you have one. It's also a really important way to just improve your connection as you go through your day. And probably not bad for maintaining a healthy relationship too. If possible, if you get up early enough to catch the sunrise, do a little sun gazing. You guys are going to learn about this later on. I usually do red light therapy with the juve, then take a cold shower, then go out and get sun on as much as my naked body as possible. Literally like as naked as you can be. Your skin's covered with photoreceptors. It's not just your eyes that take in the nourishing frequencies of light from the sun. It's best at sunrise. Now, me, I'm not that much of a morning person, so I don't catch the sunrise often, but I definitely do my best to get sun time, and especially not sun in your eyes. There's sun gazing at sunrise, which I'm sure Maddie will talk about. I'm just talking about getting bright, bright sunlight into your eyes, not looking at the sun, but just being outdoors and getting that bright light. It's, it's nothing compared to the light that you would get inside. Like, it feels bright in here, then walk outside. It's like, whoa, shit, that's real light. So it's really important to set your circadian clock by getting into sunlight. Cold shower. If cold, if cold showers are difficult to you, one way you can ease into them is what I did 20 years ago when I started doing them is I would start hot and I'd turn it cold just for a minute and turn it back hot. You know, like that contrast kind of thing. And then eventually, I just kind of stopped turning it hot. And now I just very rarely take a hot shower. And if I do, it's a real treat. Like I'll, when I was at the Tony Robbins thing, I was so sore every night. I came home, I was like, not taking a goddamn cold shower. I take a nice hot shower on my neck and my back. And it's, oh, this is amazing. But every morning, cold, cold shower. Now in LA, we don't really get cold showers except for this couple months as we move into winter. 
But this will change your life and also prep you to do cryotherapy and ice baths and things like that. The cold shower is where it starts. Just go a little at a time. But what you'll find is that it really is mind over matter. If you think it's hard, it's hard. If you think it's easy, it's easy. I got in the cold shower this morning because I didn't have a negative attitude about it. I was like, oh, fuck yeah. The water's going to be nice and cold because it's December. I got in. I was like, yeah, shit, that's cold. I wasn't excited about it. But after a minute, I was like, oh, this is amazing. And I just, I like actually stayed in there for quite a while. And I said, I just very rarely even turn the hot water on because I'm just used to it. And I'm not like a tough guy, you know? I just train my mind to get used to it. Then your movement practice in the morning, getting the energy moving. Now, there's two schools of thought here. I'm a Kundalini yoga student and teacher, right? Something I really love. And I've been doing it for about seven years. And before that, did years of Hatha yoga. In the yogic traditions that come from the East, the idea is that you do the movement first to move the energy in your body, whether it's stretching or all the crazy stuff you do in Kundalini yoga that gets the energy moving. Then you're doing that to just prep the body in order to be able to meditate, whatever your meditation practice looks like. Me personally, at home, I usually do it kind of backwards. I'll meditate, and then it puts me in such a chill, deep state that I have to move around afterward to get myself ready to go interface with the world because I get too chilled out, and then I don't feel energized and effective. So I'm going to do it in the order of the traditions, how it's been handed down from humans over thousands of years. So whatever your movement looks like, whether that's working out, whether that's doing some stretching, some yoga, trampoline, vibe plate, getting the energy moving in your body, and then your breath work. Now, again, based on tradition, you would move, do the breath, and then meditate. I do the breath afterward because I want to wake up, and breath work wakes you up. When I say breath work, that's very general. I mean, you can do Wim Hof. There's all sorts of different yogic breath patterns. Some of them wake, that wake you up. Some of them calm you down. We'll cover some of them later on. But getting oxygen into your body and moving the energy in your body is really important. And then, of course, having a meditation practice. And in the beginning stages of this, if someone's new to it and they find it irritating or frustrating or boring, uh, guided meditations or visualizations, apps like Headspace, are a really easy way to get into this. But above and beyond anything, what I would recommend, because I tried all sorts of different techniques and just kind of figuring out on my own and reading books and things like that, was that until I went to a teacher and spent four days getting trained and walked away with an actual practice that was personal to me and a mantra that was personal to me, I had a very hard time habituating myself to meditation where it became a non-negotiable part of my life. Once I learned how to do it, and for me, I'm not, you know... A, have any incentive to promote one style of meditation or another. But the tradition that I practice is called Vedic meditation. It's kind of the sister of TM or transcendental meditation. And it's based on, you know, getting a mantra from your teacher, which is just a sort of a Sanskrit sound or word that you repeat very subtly in your mind to yourself. And it has the net effect of distracting your mind from thought and allows you to dip into a transcendent space where you're able to observe as a witness your thoughts, feelings, emotions, ego, self, and puts you in a position of your higher self. That's the idea. And the, the Buddhist traditions of mindfulness and watching your breath, they all essentially point toward the same thing, which is becoming identified with the part of yourself that is not your feelings, that is not your mind. In fact, who you really are. So whatever your practice is, I, I personally, like you could take away all this other shit, all these practices everything. The one thing I would not ever give up, I'd rather die than give up, would be meditation in my life. I mean, it's just non-negotiable. Got to do it every day. Usually I do twice a day for 20 minutes. Now, 
because I'm kind of spending, I was going to say wasting 20 minutes meditating, which is definitely not, but it can feel like that. If you're a very proactive alpha, like, oh, let's do this person, meditating will seem like, why am I doing this again? This is so stupid. I could be getting something done. But in fact, meditation, of course, as we now know, makes you much more effective and focused later on in the day when you are in an active state. But because I'm going to be sitting there for 20 minutes, what I do is I hook myself up to all of the biohacking shit that I want to use all at the same time. So at any given, <laughs> it's ridiculous. At any given time, and you'll see this stuff out in the hall, I just have uh, probably four or five things that all take 20 or 30 minutes. And I just, I sit down, I, I connect all this shit, and then I meditate with all that shit happening at once. It's like five birds with one stone. And if you want to talk about having a powerful meditation, get some assistance from technology. So I just like stacking modalities as much as possible because I don't want to take five 20 minute sessions in a day. Like I don't even have time for that and I'm working from home, you know? So I like stacking modalities as much as possible. After meditating or before meditating, again, the Sequence, I don't feel is that important. It's something that you develop over time. And sometimes I do one before the other. It just depends. But generally speaking, I like to meditate and sort of clear my mind. And then once I have that empty space, it's like you've just cleared all the furniture out of a room. Do I want to get all the bed bug infested, dirty ass old furniture and put it back in? No, I've got a nice clean room or I've got you know a clean palette or an empty canvas. Now I want to put or remind myself with some truth back in. So whatever your uh, spiritual explorations are, which could be something that's very um, personal development related and goal oriented and in that realm, or it could be something that's deeply spiritual or even religious. But I find that in the morning is a really important time while I have that receptivity from the meditation, from those morning practices. And you've noticed we haven't touched our phone yet, right? unless it pertained to one of the biohacking devices and you're tracking something or something like that. There's no email, no texting. That's the very last slide, if I'm not mistaken. But it's before I interface with the world or interface with Twitter, Instagram, emails, text, before I'm engaging with the digital world or engaging really with anyone socially, is I want to remind myself of the truths that are going to help me to have a good day. And so sometimes that might look like uh, even listening to a podcast that's spiritually oriented. I love the Ram Das podcast, for example. That's one of my favorites. And uh, sometimes it's a motivational speaker. It's, it's getting my mindset right, where I'm either listening to or reading words that are going to shape my attitude for that day and words or audio that's going to be in alignment with my core values and remind me why I'm really here and give me a, a more positive perspective. I don't do that. And I just start my morning with, all right, did they email me back? You know, then I'm setting myself up for a day of anxiety and a day of living in a more a reactive state where my moods are contingent on positive or negative feedback from the world via computer, via in-person. So it's a way for me to remind me, okay, what am I here for? What am I really doing today? It looks like emails. It looks like these meetings. It looks like driving over here, driving over there talking to this person, talking to that person. That's not really what it's about, though. What it's about is my contribution. It's about my mission. And my mission is going to be dictated by my values. And my values are dictated by what core <laughs> principles I live by. So I find that it's really helpful to just remind myself, okay, this is what's really important to me, and aligning myself with truth, whatever that truth is. We each have our own core truth that we relate to, and one's not right and one's not wrong. It's just 
Like, what is the thing that's going to ground me? So it might be just contemplating a word like compassion or a word like love, or it might be having some time where I read a little bit and then I pray a little bit and I have a sense of connection to whatever it is that created, you know, the universe that created me, call it God, call it whatever you want to call it, but that I'm grounded and I'm, I'm reading those words. There's something about seeing the words or hearing the words that cements them in, that locks them in. And then when I'm done with this whole <laughs> experience in the morning, it's like, I do check the email and say it's bad news. I'm much more able to interpret that news as neutral news. In other words, I'm going to have a much better chance of having my life experience be my reaction to what's happening rather than being affected in terms of what is happening. In other words, the meaning that I put on any particular event during the day is going to be contingent on where I put my consciousness and my awareness in the morning. Because what happens for me is it's very difficult to sort of backfill and be like, oh yeah, I'm supposed to be spiritual right now when I'm jumping down someone's throat or fucking honking at someone or sending a fiery email back to someone without really pausing and being thoughtful about it. In other words, like it puts me on this sort of defensive mode because I haven't reminded myself of why I'm really here and what I'm about and that I am in control of my perception of reality, that reality can't hurt me. The only way I suffer is if I make up ideas about what that's supposed to mean. So I can take an email a number of different ways. I mean, how many of you guys have ever had a situation where, just let's say email, you send an email to someone and you're kind of pitching yourself. You, you know, it's an opportunity you'd like to see happen. And so you're like, hey, I'd love to have a meeting with you or we could partner on this thing or do this or that, right? And then you send the email and you're like, ah, oh, shit, you know, I hope they get back to me. And then they don't get back to you. And you make up stories about what that meant. Have you, has anyone ever done that? You're like, oh, they're a fucking jerk. They don't respect me. I helped them out. Now they're not going to help me out. They think I'm a loser. I'm not worth emailing back. I mean, I still do this shit. And then they email me back. This happened actually yesterday. I pitched myself to speak at a conference and the guy never, he didn't email me back. It was like two weeks later, I was like, I'll just check in in case it went to spam or something. I said, hey, no pressure, just a gentle nudge. Haven't heard back from you. Just let me know who the appropriate person is that I can pitch myself to. And he didn't answer me. And what my mind told me, my reaction to that was not like, oh, F him. It was more like, yeah, I'm sure he just realized I'm a loser and I'm a horrible speaker and they don't want me there. And that's the kind of thoughts my mind will initially produce, right? But through being more grounded in truth, I'm able to see, ah, okay, thank you for the information mind. But I have no way to prove that's actually what happened. So yesterday, said dude emails me back. He's like, oh, sorry, man, I've been traveling and CC's the right person to talk to. Like, yeah, sounds great. And not like I was obsessing on it. I mean, I was able to see the mind's propensity to turn something negative, that negativity bias, and looking for what's wrong when, in fact, the guy was just busy. But without some grounding to these truths, without reading some stuff in the morning, without having a connection to the ultimate reality, whatever that is for you, I'm much more susceptible to the uh, delusional propensities of the mind to make up stories and meanings about things that have no basis in reality. Does that make sense? And this was my life for a long time. Just wake up and it's just like, put on your armor, head out into the world and go to fucking war and try to win. And that's not, a, that might be a recipe for building some things. You know, you can get a lot done, but it's not a recipe for fulfillment because so many decisions and so many reactions are done unconsciously. And they're done from, I don't want to say the lower self, but they're done from that part of oneself that is wired for survival. It's that rapacious nature of the 
egoic state of being where I'm going out protecting myself from harm or trying to get what I want rather than being in harmony and being in flow where I can get on the email or go to the meeting or arrive at work and have a mindset and not just a mindset where it's a mental thing, but an actual feeling state and experience of what it's like to be connected to who and what I really am. And grounded in that, I find myself much less susceptible to the things that happen in life, the letter from the IRS, the parking ticket, the the shit, the shit that happens, the illness, the death, the divorce, the on and on and on, the life experiences. And so starting out in the morning, to me, the whole process, which can be, you could condense much of this into a half an hour, or it could take two hours. It could take three hours. I mean, sometimes in my life, I do a lot of this. And then at the end of the day, I'm like, yeah, maybe a little too much of this and not enough of the go out and make shit happen energy. But without dominion over those first, you know, the first half hour to an hour to two hours in the morning, what I find is that we're just kind of at the mercy and you're you know, you're a little bobbing ship in the ocean. You're just being flown, uh, uh, thrown around without really a lot of control over the direction that you're going. And so it's not only like mentally getting my head around, okay, these are my goals for life. This is my mission in life. These are my values. But evoking the feeling of success and the feeling of gratitude and the feeling of connection, which again, if you have someone else in your life that you live with in partnership, that can be a shared experience. So you don't wander off into being this isolated, selfish person who's just working on themselves. Hopefully we're in relationships where some of these things can be shared as a mutual experience. I mean, I've had girlfriends that also love to meditate. It's one of the most beautiful things to sit down and share a meditation. And you know, you're not saying anything, but there's a connection because you both are in alignment in terms of what your purpose is and how you live your life. And you know, sometimes you're with someone that doesn't connect with you on that level because they have their own practices. But in lieu of having that sense of connection, I have to become rooted and grounded and and connected to something if I'm going to have an effective day that's not only effective in getting things done, but effective in the way that I'm able to manage my reality and have a sense of autonomy, a sense of responsibility, and avoid any sense of victimhood as I'm experiencing the adversities that will happen. So life is about Not what happens, but it's about what I think about what happens. It's about the meaning I attach to it. And without a morning routine that includes reading some truth, uh, one of my favorites, for example, that I might contemplate and just read one sentence over and over again is by Shakespeare. There's no such thing as good or bad. Only thinking makes it so. I'm just contemplating something that simple, yet that powerfully profound in the morning is going to set into my subconscious that Luke... It doesn't matter what kind of little bullshit happens today in the little melodramas of life. It's about what you think about it. So if you think the flat tire is bad, it's bad. If you think it's an opportunity for you not to get in an accident five miles down the road later on that you would have gotten into had you not gotten the flat tire. You see where I'm going with that? It's really being able to zoom out and have a much more broad, wide perspective on things rather than getting caught up in being the victim of inertia and the victim of being thrown about by the things that happen, but being able to have dominion over the feeling state, the emotional state, and the mental state that's currently experienced in life. So this one to me, like a lot of the stuff that I'm going to talk about, it's like, cool, cold shower, awesome. This is all easier with the cold shower. That's the purpose of doing the cold shower. The purpose of moving, the purpose of meditating is to be able to have authority over my perception of life. After all that, Now, this depends on what's in your morning elixir. I don't like moving around with a full stomach. 
So I'm not going to do that. I can't meditate if I've had any caffeine. I mean, I can, but it's not very good. Or nootropics. I'm going to talk about smart drugs, nootropics in one of the talks. All of the stuff that's sort of like more going inward and prepping yourself can be difficult if you've taken anything that's stimulating or you just have a full stomach. So again, you kind of have to choose your own order. But when it comes to what you're going to eat in the morning, I mean, I would have had a much more dogmatic, confident opinion on this some time ago. But like we were talking about at dinner with a couple of the other speakers last night is like, it really is in terms of what you eat, you know, if you want to eat a bunch of fruit and sugar in the morning and get immediate energy and then maybe lose that energy shortly after, or you want to be more keto and do a high fat drink or whatever, which is more what I do, it really is very much individual in terms of what works for your body and your chemistry. But not only that, I find that as I've been into different health practices and different ways of eating and supplements and herbs and all that for years, that not only is it different for me and the different for you, but it's different for me for the next six months. And then in a few months, I wake up and eat something totally different and feel awesome too. So in your body, every second, of course, has a completely different uh, biochemical makeup. And so I'm not these days so dogmatic about like, this is the right way, that's the wrong way. I can just kind of share what works for me best. And then you guys experiment and see what works for you. We were talking last night with Matt Blackburn. He's like all about glucose. He loves living on fruit and sugar and glucose and thinks it's awesome and feels really good. Personally, the way my makeup is, I, I eat a little fruit here and there. And I, you know, I haven't last night I had some sugar, you know, my little vegan ice cream thing at dinner, whatever. <laughs> but what works for me is eating a lot of fat, a lot of healthy fats. So I'll make my morning elixir. Usually we'll have like a bulletproof coffee kind of recipe, grass-fed butter. Oh, look, there they are. That's, that, that, my life really changed though, honestly, when I discovered bulletproof coffee. And I always give credit to Dave Asprey because I remember I was totally into health and I had a completely different perspective. I'd make like a morning smoothie. And then I had this girl um, working for me who I didn't think knew shit about health or anything. She was like a normal person living a normal life. And she's like, oh, you got to do bulletproof coffee. I was like, coffee? Coffee is horrible for you. It's acidic. It burns out your adrenals. All these memes that I had picked up about how bad coffee was. And then, I was, and then I looked into it. I looked at the site. And I, of course, I go, like I said, deep dive into all the ingredients. Where's the beans from? The sourcing, all that. I like the no mold thing, no mycotoxins. A lot of coffees are susceptible to mold in the way that they're grown and processed. So he nailed that. That was cool. But nowhere on Bulletproof site did it say organic. I was like, I'm out. Because coffee is one of the most heavily sprayed crops on the planet. I mean, coffee, if it's not organic, is potentially very toxic. So I'm the geek that's going to email them. Excuse me, but I don't see organic on your website. Da, da, da. And they email me back and they're like, well, we just didn't want to, truthfully, we don't want to pay for the certification to get the organic certification, which, by the way, doesn't really mean a lot because you can evade a lot of the regulations around having that certification. But they said, we absolutely don't use any chemical fertilizers or spray. So it's pesticide free. And I trusted that integrity, started making the recipe. I'm also thinking at this time, fat's bad for you, right? I mean, that's what we were taught. You know who taught us that? The sugar industry. So there's all this fake news and propaganda around like what's good for you and what's not. And then of course, the science is always kind of catching up with the anecdotal experience of the public. And we really don't know, but I do know one thing. First month, I'm on Bulletproof Coffee every morning, no breakfast, don't eat anything, just uh, brain octane oil, which is a derivative of coconut oil, essentially. And it's a certain branch of, I mean, um, called MCTs, right? So I'm making my fatty coffee. In a month, month and a half, I lose 15 pounds, didn't exercise more, didn't do anything else. I'm just like, what, what? 
how do I have kind of a flat stomach? I still don't really, but flatter, it got flatter. And I, on the scale, I lost weight. And I was like, okay, so I'm eating more fat and losing weight. What the fuck? This doesn't make any sense. But I would have energy all day long. And what I sort of discovered in that recipe, and now I, you know, I'll make a bulletproof coffee or I add all kinds of other herbs. I often do decaf coffee because I just love the taste of coffee. And I put a bunch of medicinal mushrooms and all kinds of crazy stuff in there. But I'm definitely doing a high fat uh, thing in the morning. And what I've discovered is when there's caffeine in there, it's almost as if when you blend it up with the fats that you're doing kind of a slow drip delivery of the caffeine molecule. Because if I drink a black coffee in the morning, I'm a fucking nervous wreck. Like I get tons of anxiety and I'm like too stimulated. It's not a comfortable feeling at all. But if I put fats with it and I blend it, I get a little bit hyped for a minute, but then I'm just, I kind of have steady energy for hours and hours. And so I really think that um, Bulletproof, and you know, again, to give them credit, cracked the code on that particular recipe. Although, as I said, now I make all sorts of different fatty drinks with different stuff in it, depending on what I'm going for. So getting a high fat meal, which could look like egg yolks or bacon or whatever you want to do for healthy fat in the morning. I'm even, I'm sure there are vegan approaches to eating some fats. But for my body personally, that's what works in the morning. If I get up and I eat like a banana and strawberry smoothie or like eat sugar, glucose, I'm going to be so tired in about an hour and I'm going to keep having to eat over and over again. And what I find is in terms of my productivity and my focus, I always kind of have this feeler out here when I'm fat deprived, like, when am I going to eat? When am I going to eat? What am I going to eat? What am I going to eat? It's like, it's like this distracting, annoying, nagging thing in the background that's kind of always percolating about eating. And I noticed this too when I was working in my office and the, my employee turned me on to Bulletproof Coffee. She and I would drink coffee and we would sit there and go, God, why is everyone else obsessed about lunch? You know, it turned like 12 or 1 o'clock. I was like, where are we going to order from? What are we going to eat? It was like this huge ordeal. And I'm just sitting like, fucking eat? What's wrong with you guys? It's only 3 o'clock. You know, I mean, it's, I'm serious. And I was like, oh my God, I used to be one of them. It's like so much time and energy. Where are we going to order? What do you want? I had that yesterday. Oh, they don't deliver. Who has to drive and pick it up? All that's just gone. I just don't eat. It's simple, you know, just eat a fatty drink and then eat dinner. You're done. Very simple. That doesn't work for everyone, but that's what works for me. Whatever that looks like, whether it be coffee or tea. Sometimes I make a fatty matcha. It's really nice. Or even, as I said, a decaf or a non-caffeinated drink. If I'm um, going to be doing something where I have to be very social and I don't want to feel nervous and overstimulated, and I'm going to tr- take some nootropics that I'll talk about later that are very stimulating, then I definitely won't do the caffeine. Because like caffeine plus a bunch of nootropics, I'll be on crack, basically. So I typically avoid that. In other words, I choose my caffeine use very carefully and use it as needed. And I don't stack a bunch of different things that all have caffeine because I don't like the feeling of being overstimulated. Okay, this is going to be a huge topic. And I wish Jack Jack Cruz was here because he hates supplements. (laughs) Like he hates a lot of this stuff out here. I can't wait to talk to him about it. Now, I go through different phases of taking different supplements. I think because just to be straight up, to be very real, honestly, and Neil's talked to me about this, but I think because I was a drug addict for a really long time, I'm kind of addicted to taking stuff. And when I quit taking, seriously, there's so many rituals. When you're a drug addict, there's all these rituals of the things, the cutting up, the burning, the lighting, the, the getting, the packaging, the baggies. It's like so many hours go into like the preparation and the 
procurement and it's this whole thing. And I'm just habituated to that. So I'll just acknowledge that as a fact. And I don't think it's right or wrong. It's just the way I am. So I love like getting up and making all my elixirs and I'm kind of the mad scientist and they get all the supplements out and do all the stuff. So I want to say that I think you can have a really beautiful, healthy life and have no supplements in your cabinet. I think if you follow the advice of the rest of the speakers, sunshine, cold water, um, sun gazing, watching, being aware of EMFs, blue light, happiness, prayer, meditation, love, human connection, living to your purpose, living by spiritual principles, having a good attitude, that trumps all this shit. That said, if you want to go next level and you want to really have an exorbitant amount of energy and focus, there's a lot you can do in terms of supplementation after you've had whatever you choose to eat for breakfast, be that a glucose um, burning fuel or a ketone burning fuel, meaning fat or sugar, right? So I said, I like the fat. Once the fat's in there, like I know that I'm, I've got energy, I've got ketones, I've got adrenaline, I'm like ready to rock it. But there are a number of different supplements and I'll get into the ones that are really good for the brain that I find to be really effective. And in many cases, when I say like, take your supplements, I'll make a secondary drink that's not the coffee, that's not for food, but just a vehicle so I can get all the pills and powders into a big ass nasty green drink and take that. So it's not like a calorie thing or a thing because I'm hungry. It's just, I don't want to take a handful of 50 GMO beef gelatin capsules. They probably end up getting stuck in your gut for the next 50 years. So I empty out a bunch of capsules just because companies don't make shit that you can pour with a spoon, which is what I would do. So in that morning drink, I say supplements, but oftentimes they're just actually kind of superfoods. I'll take spirulina, I'll do um, all the different medicinal mushrooms and things like that. And then some of the nootropics on certain days and sometimes not. Kind of depends on what mood I'm going for, if I want to chill or if I want more energy. But this would be the last sort of step that I take in the morning routine before I step up to the computer or open the phone and start to interface. Now, it took me about an hour to explain all that. If you rushed through all the practices I just gave you, you're probably looking at an hour and a half. Your meditation period is 20, 30 minutes, and then the shower, all the shit, right? All the stuff you do. So you shave down what's important. You adjust your lifestyle to make it a priority. You could do a sped up version of all this in about an hour. But you'd have, to, you'd have to cram a lot of this into 30 minutes and then do your 20-minute meditation. But it could be done, and I've done it. Now, I take a little more time, but this is the last step. And now I've taken care of the body. I've given the body as much energy as possible. You know, And you could shorten the movement thing to a three-minute cat-cow with some breath work. You knock out two birds with one stone. You know, Some of those things, you just shorten up. Two minutes, one minute, three minutes, right? And then once I have all the nutrition and I've adjusted my attitude, I've made a connection to a person, to God, whatever my connection is to, now it's like, okay, all the routines are done. Now it's time to actually engage with the phone or the computer. Now I'm going to admit, I I must be honest because it's a value that I cherish. A lot of mornings, I don't make it till the end to look at my phone. However, one thing I never, ever do is check emails because emails are the fucking abyss. Like that's where, you know, the win-loss emotions are very uh, polarized there, right? And they're very powerful. Like your life depends in many cases or so we think on the negative or positive feedback you're getting in email or interfacing with other people if you're at work and, you know, you walk into the corporate meeting or wherever the case may be. I do sometimes, you know, answer a couple texts before I do this. 
Um, just because they're time sensitive and necessary and I don't want people waiting till 11 o'clock when I'm done with all this shit or whatever the case may be. But I really, really do my best not to engage in social media, especially as my social media profiles gain a little more traction. There's a much more likelihood of, of like a troll here and there or something that I might be kind of triggered by or just someone being fucking annoying. I don't really get trolled, but someone's just like, oh, I bet you didn't know the da da da. And I'm always like, fuck you, bitch. I already knew that. You know, it's like, <laughs> I'm just, I need to get my head straight before. Basically, what I'm saying is for me personally, I need to get my head totally straight before I deal with people. Unless it's like someone I'm close to again that I live with or something like that. But like my boy Elliot, he came over to help me get ready this morning. He walks in, he's like, hey, bro, I'm here. It's the last fucking thing he said to me. And so we walked in this hotel. <laughs> he's like, he knows, don't talk to me. I got my whole shit to get my head together. Once I do that, now I'm ready to be a, a, what's most of the time a pretty kind, I hope conscious, thoughtful person that adds positive energy and, and love into my interactions with people. You know, that's my goal. That's why I do all of the things is so I can bring that guy instead of bringing the guy that's irritable, frustrated, scared, afraid, feels inferior, feels superior, all of that stuff. Like, I don't want any of that shit. So that's why I've got to keep everything dialed in. And then bling, turn on the world, turn on interactions, turn on relationships, turn on having to make decisions so I can make decisions from a place that has physical vitality and energy, make decisions, not reactions, from a place that has a connection to something greater than myself, a connection to my higher self, a connection to what my purpose is, what my mission is. And this is coming, as I said, as I wrap up from a guy that used to just, I literally used to wake up, grab a cigarette, smoke a cigarette, you know, just, I don't know, turn on the news, like a horror movie, some porn, like do a bunch of drugs. I mean, I'm just like totally unconscious, go out in the world, irritable, pissed off, hating myself, having suicidal thoughts, homicidal thoughts. I mean, just at war with reality for years and years and years. And so little by little, just, I mean, I'm an extreme case of like a really shitty life, but incrementally even just adding some of these things in. So if you have one habit that is maybe not serving you, like, you know, you open your eyes to like a very jarring alarm clock. And the first thing you do is open your email and look for what's wrong in the world or in your life, or if you're going to win or lose, just that one adjustment and just going, "Mm," you know, I'm going to find a way to resist. And Neil has a lot of tactics for letting your phone not rule your life, some of which we just covered. Uh, a small change like that, I find then cascades into the next one where now if you're someone who's sort of adverse to the idea of stopping first thing in the morning and meditating and wasting time doing that when you could be kicking ass, making the adjustment you made before that is probably going to in some way influence you or instigate an interest or a willingness to go, you know what, actually, wow, I feel a little more peaceful not checking my email first thing. Now I'm finding it much more accessible to get into a meditative practice. So each one of them kind of builds on the other and builds on the other. And next thing you know, you've got a morning that really sets you up for an internal sense of success, meaning that you're having a perception of your experience that is more based in reality and that's more based in something positive where the world's happening for you and not happening to you. Having the people that are close to you in your life or that you work with, setting up those expectations for them so that they know that. I mean, like I was saying with my buddy Elliot, he came over to help me and he's just like, I've known this guy for years. We used to be roommates. He knows I'm not talking to you in the morning. Don't talk to me. It's not that I'm a bad guy. It's because I am a bad guy until I do all my shit. Then I'm amazing. But before that, everyone knows like, oh, yeah, he's a total dick when he wakes up. Just leave him alone. So I have to get my energy right. It takes me a long time to get back in my body. You know, it's just the way I am. Some people wake up and they're perky. My dad wakes up 
6 a.m., let's go, let's do it. Oh, I'm like, dude, I'm gonna fucking kill you. Different personality type, you know? So some of you might be really raring to go in the morning, but still getting the mindset right and informing the people around you that this is the way I do it. And I love what Neil said too about setting that boundary, not breaking it. Because what happens is if one day the person I live with you know, I just like wake up and be all talkative. Then they get this signal that, oh, cool, we're, we, that changed. Now every morning I'm going to walk up to you and tell you what all the problems are that need to get fixed. And they're going to do that because I'm training them to behave how I want them to behave based on what I allow. A lot of the stuff that I use personally, because I get so many questions over the past few years about where do you get the lights and all that, I made a store on my website that just links out to all the shit that I like. So if you go to lukestory.com forward slash store, most of the little trinkets and things that I personally have bought, if I buy some on Amazon, I'm like, someone's going to ask me about this, so I'll just put it on my site. I don't like ship or sell anything. I just have links on there. Sometimes there's discounts and stuff. But what you want to look for with the lighting is just go on Amazon and search incandescent amber lighting. The reason that you want incandescent is because it doesn't flicker. And when I say flicker, that's not a flicker that's your eye, that you can perceive with the naked eye. But LED lights, fluorescent lights, if you put them on video, you can see it like, it morays, it buzzes, it flickers, right? If you get incandescent bulbs, there's a filament in there that burns. They, they you know, aren't energy efficient, and so they try to outlaw them. But you can still get incandescent bulbs under the category of decorative lighting. So they're like party lights and stuff like that. And you can still get incandescent bulbs. You just can't get, you know, the big white ones that you would use in lamps and stuff. So incandescent amber bulbs you can find on Amazon. You'll also find LED lights on there that are amber and red and stuff. Those would be my second choice after incandescent. So what's the best way to incorporate infrared saunas with cryotherapy? You know, that's funny. I don't know which one would be better to do first. Uh, that's interesting. I, I would probably... My, I, I have an ice bath, but it's a mile away at my brother's gym. And so I only really get in it when I drive over there and work out or something like that. But uh, I would say doing cryotherapy first or doing the ice bath first would be my preference. And then doing the sauna for a couple different reasons is I like ending on the more relaxing feeling in the body, which the heat produces more so than the cold. Also, you don't want to be sweaty and then get in cryotherapy because you don't want your skin to be moist. If you're in a center, definitely do the cryo first so they're not sweaty. You don't want to put a sweaty person in cryo. Yeah, with wet hair and stuff. Yeah, bad scene. But in terms of like which one's healthier, I will give you one thing though that, that's interesting that I've, I've been debating for quite a while and that is in terms of doing ice baths or cryo pre or post workout. There's a lot of kind of debate from the, you know, the brainiacs about that. And the thing about it is like if you work out and you know you're going to be sore because you're full of lactic acid and inflammation... It's amazing to take an ice bath or cry right afterward because you'll kill any soreness. I mean, you could not work out for six months, go do super high intensity, heavy weights, all that, get in an ice bath for a few minutes afterward and not be sore at all. It's crazy. At least that's how it works for me. But the thing is, if you're trying, it depends on what your goals are. If you're trying to build muscle and you jump in an ice bath, you're killing the inflammation that builds muscle. So, you know, it's like catch 22 kind of thing. But I've done a few trainings with Wim Hof and, uh, and recently he was like, all right, I finally decided, here's the deal. Do your ice bath or your cryo before you work out. Yeah. And then afterward, just allow the inflammation to happen because that's really you know, one of the goals and one of the benefits of, of working out. And so I've done that. And it's crazy. If you do an ice bath before you work out, you think like, oh, I need to be warmed up. No, you fucking crush workouts if you just did an ice bath or cryo. It's crazy. I'm like way stronger for way longer, less fatigued after an ice bath 
than the other way around, just as an anecdotal side note. Dude, I'm so glad you said that because I forgot to say it. So, so what he said, I'm just going to repeat it for recording purposes, but is if, you, if you're tracking your sleep on the Aura Ring and you check how you did last night and it said you got a shitty score, since the mind is so powerful and the power of suggestion, you'll be tired all day and you'll have a crappy day because you're like, oh, I only got a 58, which by the way, would be like a horrible night. But yeah, if you get a low score. So I don't check mine that day. I check it the next day. Or every couple of days, I'll be like, oh, how did I do this week? And I'm like, ah, oh, I thought Tuesday was a really good night because that's so true. That's happened to me. I check it and I feel actually pretty good. Like I got a good night's sleep and I have a low score and then I get tired because my mind says, oh yeah, you're supposed to be tired. Thank you for that. So true. Yeah. Um, in terms of the molecular hydrogen, there's basically two ways you can get it into your body. One way is by drinking uh, molecular hydrogen water. There's two ways to make that. You can get a machine for $12,000 that creates the molecular hydrogen and infuses it into a water dispenser. You put like a big jug on it and it makes hydrogen water and you drink it. Or you can get, what I do is I use vital reaction uh, hydrogen, molecular hydrogen tabs, the little tablets, you drop them in a water, takes about a minute for them to effervesce and create hydrogen gas and then you pound that water down. So that's the way you can take it in water or the device I brought is an actual medical inhaler also made by Vital Reaction. And you have a cannula that you breathe and you sit there for 20 or 30 minutes and you breathe 7% molecular hydrogen gas. Yeah, I like the gas better. It's much like when you sit up from doing a session with the gas, you'll notice that your vision is clearer. That's one of the first um, things that you'll quantify is you'll be like, oh, weird. Everything's kind of brighter. Colors are brighter. You can see more clearly. It's really interesting because that has such a profound effect on your brain and um, reducing inflammation. So yeah, the gas comes in water or straight gas. Yeah. The, the question is, do am I using the Aura Ring to track activity levels, uh, resting heart rate, HRV, all that kind of stuff? Uh, I don't really use it for that just because I don't tend to remember to kind of track what I'm doing in terms of my activity level and things like that, although it does have those metrics, and I think it's really good to be able to do that. I just have so much stuff going on, I don't typically remember to track that, and so I just use it for sleep, but it has a lot more potential. They are working on something too, which I think is really cool, where you can uh, actually track certain periods of time for certain activities like meditation or having sex or doing anything you might be doing for 20 or 30 minutes or any period of time. And you can actually see what's going on biologically for that period, which is going to be great. Um, that will be sort of another alternative to the Muse headband is to be able to track your HRV and things like that while you're meditating or doing that or a specific workout where you can program in like, oh, I did a high intensity workout or I did heavy weights or cardio and actually see what's going on inside. There's another device called the BioStrap. They, they ran some ads on my podcast for a while and they're a wearable that does enable you to track very specific activities, but it's one of the, you know, the wristband types. And I just find it's harder for me to habituate that because it's something I have to like do. The ring, you just keep it on, and as long as you keep it on, it's charged, it's tracking all the time. So I think that's a great practice, but not something I've been very consistent in doing. So question is, have I used the Philip Hughes lives, uh, lights, which have variable temperature uh, control? Uh, not, uh, light, not temperature, but um, light spectrum control, right? Where you can control them or set them to be cool in the daytime, warm at night. I did have them when they first came out. I was so excited but there's a couple things about them that I didn't like. When I first got it, I had a lamp on each nightstand and then I had two lamps across the room on the dresser and I got four of them. And I was like, oh, this is amazing. So at night, the whole room turns red. 
But then what I realized is I'm now transmitting Wi-Fi signals like across my head while I'm in bed and across the room. So I basically made myself like a four-point Wi-Fi field, you know, that goes right around the bed. And, and one day I was like, yeah, that's probably not good. So I, you know, me, I don't like smart devices and I don't like stuff that requires Wi-Fi. We're going to hear a lot about why Wi-Fi is bad um, from people that can explain it much more at sci- a scientific depth. But for me, I don't use Wi-Fi in my house. I have my computers hardwired. I have Wi-Fi for if people come over and want to use it or if I'm live streaming a podcast recording or something like that, but it's on a timer. And so my Wi-Fi, if I forget to turn it off, it just automatically goes off at 1 a.m. and turns on at 7 a.m. But most of the time, I just leave it totally off and I'm just hardwired. I just have Ethernet cables around the house and it's been a pretty easy fix once you do it. So I don't like anything in the house that uses Wi-Fi, but it is inconvenient because so many devices and things like that now are smart devices, including the lighting. Uh, so that would be the first reason is I want less Wi-Fi signals inside the house. Next reason would be that they're LED lights and LED lights have that flicker that's not good for your brain. And it's one of those things like Wi-Fi, you can't see it. So you're like, oh, they're great. It's not doing anything. But if again, if you just think about what's inherently natural the sun is the light that we have lived by for a couple million years, right? The sun doesn't flicker. The sun's a constant ray of uh, photons. It's just, it's constant. It's a constant field. It doesn't go, zzzz. so that's just confusing to your biology and to your brain. It's just bad. It flickers bad for your brain. And devices now, by the way, this is a little bit of conspiracy territory, but you know, devices and computers are designed with the flicker rate that keeps you addicted to your device. That's, that's proven. That's out. You know, I think all, all durations and types of exercise help your sleep. It's also a way that you can hack time zone changes too, is, is working out really hard, especially if you're grounded. But in terms of that particular, the seven minute thing, I don't know. But to me, I think all movement, the more you can do of it is, is better. And as someone that doesn't do as much as I'd like to, I think that's true. When I'm working out on a regular basis, my sleep's definitely improved. And also your uh, hormones are... are benefit a lot from exercise too. Someone was asking me yesterday about testosterone. I was like, dude, work out and sleep. Like focus on those two first. And then after that, go for the other, you know, the supplementation and different things. But yeah, I would definitely say that's effective. Okay, good. Well, thanks guys. Appreciate it. Good morning. It's Luke. I'm your alarm waking you up after this episode. Thanks for joining me on this bootleg broadcast special live recording podcast. Super fun to do these events. Super fun to share them with you. I'm so grateful that you joined me. Check it out. If you want to come to an event that I'm doing uh, April 11th at the Soho House, Little Beach House, Malibu, you can go to lukestory.com forward slash events and get some info on that. It's going to be a fun one. And I might even record that and turn it into a podcast. You might be in the audience and therefore be a sort of a a co-guest or co-host on this very show. So whenever I have an event, please come out and hang out. I'd love to meet you in person. Recently did one at Rama in Venice. Um, I think there was like 50 Lifestylist podcast listeners in the audience. And it was really, really fun to get to meet them. So definitely come out and hang uh, on April 11th, where I'll be doing a biohacking lab presenting all sorts of crazy technology, including this thing sitting here with me, the biocharger. It's nuts. I'll have the amp coil, the juve, the nano V. I'll have the hydrogen inhaler. I'm going to get you high as hell on your own supply. It's going to be amazing. Join me on Tuesday for Dr. John Jayquish, 
PhD, we're going to be talking about debunking uh, fitness fads that are actually fugazi and fake. And we're going to be talking about how he hacked uh, bone density, bone strength, and building muscles super fast. And this dude is on point. That's Tuesday's show. So make sure, make sure you subscribe. Okay, then we've got this week's sponsors. You know how important it is to block blue light. I'm always talking about this because it's just, it's what's wrong with us, honestly. It's a huge, huge, huge issue. You'll see. Give it 10 years, give it 20 years. We're going to look back and go, ha, 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 what dumbasses we were. Remember when we had these LED and fluorescent light bulbs everywhere at night and told our brains that it was midday sun and totally effed our health? Yeah, well, now we have these blue blocks glasses. So you can go to blueblocks.com. That's B-L-U-B-L-O-X, blueblocks.com. Use the code lifestylist and save 15% off your protective eyewear. Now, the good thing about Blue Blocks is they have some really cool glasses. They're not that lame like the Blue Blockers of, say, two years ago. You can also get prescription. You can get reading glasses. They're a dope company. That's blueblocks.com. The code is lifestylist. And then, of course, our friends over at Organifi. Oh, my God. Like these guys. It just gets tastier and tastier. That's Organifi.com forward slash Luke. That's spelled with an I, Organifi. If you use the code lifestylist, you're going to save 20%. I mean, again, I'm like beating a dead horse here, but I quite literally take the Organifi green juice powder every single day. I mean, that's just my thing. I take a cold ass shower. I run downstairs while my coffee water is boiling. I have my Organifi green juice, then I make the coffee, then I go meditate, and then um, I drink the coffee after I meditate, obviously, because I'm not trying to meditate all cracked out. Uh, but the Organifi green juice, man, it's just so much easier than eating a freaking head of broccoli. I'm sorry, I just can't do it. Vegetables are a pain in the ass, <laughs> unless a chef makes them and they are made to taste really good. So the Organifi green juice is fantastic. And then at night, I use the Organifi gold to chill back out, the turmeric kind of golden latte vibes make a hot elixir at night, a cold Organifi green juice in the morning. That's what's up. So that's Organifi.com forward slash Luke. And more than anything, I want to thank you for listening to the show. And if you liked this episode and you um, you know want to find some of the things that I talked about, you can go to LukeStory.com forward slash store. It's likely that almost everything I mentioned is linked in that um, store there and you can find it so easily. I don't sell anything. I just provide links to all the shit that I'm into to make your life easier and to help support the show. I get um, commission for some of the things that are in my online store and that helps to fund editing and graphic design and photography and websites and all the junk you got to do to get a podcast out to people like you, my friend. So go to LukeStory.com forward slash store if you want to get some good stuff and support. Thank you so very much for listening to the show. And I can't wait to come back at you with Dr. John J. Quish on Tuesday. See you then. This episode of the Lifestylist Podcast was produced by podcastmasters.net.